I'll, only good vibes, you know, in the, the video I made, you know, good vibes only and just barf. That's me in the middle, like just barfing all that. I don't like just this constant delusional, optimistic view, realistic optimism. It's better to ultimately have a positive view in that even if you don't believe it, the more you see the world in abundance, the more you see the world in opportunity, the more it will come to you. I think you can be prideful sometimes. Part of me feels like pride is actually good, just like inequality, just like selfishness. So I was like, hey, that's a gap in the market. I'm going to fill that. And now that somebody listened to that, they're like, hmm, maybe I could do it, you know? Sure, if you can outskill me or outperform me in my editing, in my comedy, in my charisma, plus my knowledge, sure, go ahead, try to compete with me. That's fine. I dare you, motherfucker. But currently, there's absolutely no competition in that regard because I'm a man of my word. That's why. Bonjour, bitches. Welcome to a new episode of Croissant Hours. I'm your host, Shisvi Croissant. And today, I hit my fucking ankle real hard <laughs> uh, while I got a like a giant wound on it. So just before I start recording this, by the way, like a, like a minute ago, like I was sitting down and I just hit it real hard, then started bleeding again. It's like, oh God. And not to make it all sad and <laughs> whatever, but that's just how, how this shit starts. Anyway, Hello, uh, it's been a little while because uh, I didn't feel like I was, uh, I kind of, uh, what's the word? I didn't really want to make this episode and that, that's not to be like, oh, I hate this sh making this shit. It's more that I didn't feel like I had the proper information to give yet, right? Because uh, usually I do it weekly, but now I think I waited like like one and a half weeks, just like last time. But I think last time I had a pretty good episode and the one before that also. Um, humbly in my own opinion um and i i, I don't want to just ramble if that makes sense i want to progressively get better in this uh, in this podcast format i guess anyway that's enough babbling um first thing i want to mention is uh thank you all the lovely people that, that decided to enjoy my shitty sense of humor uh with the new uh, mbti slander meme so i appreciate the support uh to all you new croissants that just joined uh welcome this is my uh weekly podcast basically where i just talk about whatever observations or shit takes i make in life uh so you're welcome to follow along and if you're new here and you're not subscribed, uh, become a croissant today, you motherfucker. And, uh, you know, <laughs> let's, uh, I, I got a lot of things in store. I, uh, I want to make some essay videos. Uh, I will do more of those uh, MBTI slander videos. Uh, maybe, who knows? Uh, <laughs> whatever people seem to enjoy the most. Um, I'll also make some analysis videos and reviews. I've been planning a couple of them that are pretty massive projects, um, but I will get to it, <laughs> I promise. Um, and I have current goal of getting uh, hitting 10K before, let's say September, uh, basically when summer ends, uh, that is kind of my goal. So if you wanna help, uh, help me out with that goal, you can uh, go ahead and join my harem right now. <laughs> so um, that's the first thing, uh, let me see. Oh yeah, well, another thing I want to mention, if you're, if you're new here, I, I, am, I have a reading list, which you can get in the description, by the way. You can look into it with all the books I've read and am going to read, which is a pretty long, long list, about like a thousand plus books. Um, and currently, in the first section uh, from the CSJ list, and CSJ, as you may know, is like, uh, has a giant uh, what is bibliography, and I've decided to go through all of it because I want to be a smart man and uh, be respected, right? to strengthen my TE actually and to become a to actually base my belief on something to be based as fuck basically and uh let me see 
Currently, the first category, uh, which I've been going, I've been working on that for like the last couple months, I would say three months, maybe a little longer, uh, but for a while at least. Uh, but now I'm actually like kind of going full time into that. And uh, I only have six, six books left. And that's great because that's the largest section probably of the whole uh, CCA list. And uh, yeah, making a lot of progress on that. And that's kind of my main goal at the moment. I, I, like I, what I do is I read about three hours a day around like, you know, midday or something. Then I have an audiobook on while I eat, uh, put it on 2.5 speed. And then I read like, currently I'm reading Atlas Truck, which we'll get into more. I haven't finished it yet, by the way, but it's fucking amazing. And I'll read about that about an hour before I go to sleep, right? So a lot of reading, a lot of information intake. Uh, you might be surprised why you, or you might be thinking, huh? But <laughs> if you have so much information intake, like why do you struggle with a subject? Well, I still have to distill it into something, right? That's my view at least. Um, cause, and also live experience, right? If I, I can, I can talk theory all I, all I want and just give you a summary and that's, that's cool and all, but actually to give you a more nuanced live experience to apply it to, that's actually way more interesting. At least I find it way more interesting when life experience is attached to a certain theory or a certain belief, right? Um, I think, well, maybe, maybe SI demons or, uh, SC demons don't like, no, SI demon, no, 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 sorry. Assigned inferiors don't like that, SC demons don't like that, where somebody attaches a long-winded personal story, they just want the information. But I do, okay, I like people's personal stories, because I'm, uh, I'm an SC user. Uh, getting all the fuck just messed up. Um, so yeah, uh, let me see. Uh, oh yeah, and with that information, uh, when at least the first category is done, because I think that the ones after that are, are going to be pretty easy to get through, and going to be they're going to be a little less, they're, they're less of lesser priority, if that makes sense. Like I can, uh, like the relationship and well-being stuff is probably the most important things and the most fundamental stuff. After that, probably the health stuff, because well, if you don't live, well, <laughs> how are you going to do anything if you don't live, right? Uh, that's something I realized about it's my performance. Uh, if, you, if shit health, well, you can't do anything. Um, then uh, I, I've, I've put like psychology on the third one. Uh, then entrepreneurship on the fourth. Uh, let me see. And then wealth. I think wealth of social engineering is pretty low. But uh, to make my point, like the, the most prim primary category is almost done. And I think that's great because even now, I'm not even done with it, but even now, um, I, I feel more confident every single day to actually help people or uh, to deliver a service to other people um, with what I'm saying and what I'm doing. For example, I was touching, or I was touching, yeah, I'm touching my clients now. I was, <laughs> I was uh, talking with one of my clients, uh, like typing session, and uh, he he was kind of, I don't know if it was amazed or he just was appreciative, but he was like, um, he said like, well, the basic uh, croissant or whatever you want to call me, um, croissant, like you have a certain the way you approach talking to people and your service was like was a very good marketing move without even me knowing it. I mean, I've read some marketing books and understand certain fundamentals, but it was just like, yeah, you go straight to the point, you ask me what kind of service I want, and it just straight away give me that. That's how you actually, uh, voice crack, that's actually how you get to 
uh, your client or your your customers, right? Like uh, it's, uh, it's, he mentioned, I mentioned the Jordan Belfort thing, right? Like the sell me this pen thing, where he says, okay, sell me this pen, and then the people start bullshitting about, oh, it's a good pen and like it has a magic bar, like all that bullshit. People don't want to hear that. Like that just sounds salesman-ish, right? Um, they want you, you want to buy it because you actually need it or you actually want it, right? So if somebody comes to you and, and you have a problem like, uh, well, your type or your personality, right? Or you have a problem with um, your business, and this dude comes in, it's like, hey you have a problem with xyz and you're like yeah well and specifically this uh department and they're, and they're like yeah well i have like a couple solutions for that if you uh you know allow me the time of you if you want to get into that like you're you're giving a need or a service you're giving something of value that actually this person wants to have if i just go, go to random people and be like uh have you are you interested in uh the sales department of uh, fish they're like uh, I don't even own fish. I don't even like fish. Why are you asking me about this? I, 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 bruh, I don't want to listen anymore to your sleazy still suspicion. Okay, so, yeah, sure, you can convince people and all that stuff, but you know, it's more about agreements when you're, at least in my opinion, uh, it's about agreements when you're selling, not about trying to convince somebody. And it's in general in life, right? You're not trying to, <laughs> if you're selling something, uh, or sorry, if you're talking to somebody, like starting an argument means you already lost in the. Well, I, I, I hate talking on an emotional uh, flank, but look at it pragmatically, right? If you talk to somebody, you may have an argument, and then you defeat them in the argument, or whatever the fuck that means, that person's still gonna be hurt, and they don't wanna talk to you. And sure, to some degree, I would say, well, some people be damned, who gives a shit? Some people don't matter to me in terms of opinion. Like, some people are just lazy, or some people are just uninformed. Uh, but then, uh, if that's the case, you can realize, why waste your time arguing with people that you already deem to be inferior. And I'm trying to sound like all, uh, you know, Ubermensch, if you know, I like that idea. Not the Hitler variant, by the way, just disclosing that. But, you know, why waste your time arguing with people that don't understand or are ignorant, right? Like, don't bother. Um, not an ignorant, and like, if they, if they actually wanna learn, be sure to, you know, inform it. That's at least how I view it. Like, if people don't understand the MBTI theory or something, I'll explain it to them, right? Uh, I do Now I do it for free, but, like, in the future, that will change, probably. Um, so get in on that, because, like, we're an early bird. Oh, fuck off, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if, if, if people don't... Oh, I've really realized, like, if people don't ask you an opinion, if really people don't ask you to explain something, if people don't ask you for just... Um, how do I put it? Uh, to, to uh, ask you for an argument or debate um, and and maybe you want to do it but if the person doesn't ask why bother right like why go why waste your time especially if it's online why waste your time arguing for like f you know t t five hours eight hours with somebody and getting nowhere just getting pissed off never taking a break never trying to get to a consensus um, uh, I especially hate um, hate I get annoyed by hate is a strong word um, I get annoyed by when people start pulling like Wikipedia def or no, not just general definitions, or they do like one Google search on a question, and they're like, "I uh, see, I won this a little battle, so I'm winning the I'm winning the war of this argument." It's like just the fact that you're in this war to begin with makes you a loser. Okay, like sorry, but like that's just how it is. When I look at that, I'm like, try to just avoid, and it's Dale Carnegie, right? It's like try to just avoid arguments as much as you can. Try to be. Uh, try to educate, and I'll get into that, by the way, with Atlas Shrug, because, my God, that, that, that book does that masterfully. Uh, but yeah, just try to avoid arguments like that. Um, anyway, back to uh, that ECJ dude. Yeah, he was like, the way you speak, the way you... Uh, and this is not just a dick suck. And maybe it is, I don't give a shit. Um, 
basically it was like the way you could do it you can easily um help other people with this you could easily make a series about this like a youtube series so oh, he didn't say that but he was kind of hinting to that and also he said uh if, if some rich you know entrepreneur dude or ceo had struggles with this like his um his personality he just came in and directly explained to him very logically um what what was wrong right and take the time to explain that uh you charge him and he doesn't give up he doesn't really get well of course he does care because you know a smart businessman knows how to spend his money otherwise he didn't get that money um which oh man i want to get into that anyway um he says, yeah, they will just, uh, he'll just throw fucking thousands of bucks at you because the way you say it is of su such high value to me. And sure you, could, sure, you could say that's subjective, but I've talked to many people and this guy was just like the nail in the coffin uh, where they said, basically the way, the, the information you're uh, presenting to me and the way you present it, right, that's really valuable because um, a criticism that a lot of people have from somebody like C.S. Joseph and uh, God bless his soul, I love the man, but... His format is not for everybody, right? It's a, it's a very long-winded, very abstract, um, not very clear definitions. I mean, I can understand it, right? And not me, not me flaunting it. Some people could just understand it because they're highly compatible or something. But I think many people realize how abstract in nature it is, right? Like, what is the, the, the demon function video where he starts talking about uh, Adam and Eve and the, and the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. And I'm like, dude, you could you could have just said, do what do what expedient. No, do what, what's meaningful, not what is expedient, right? And you could have summarized it like that, and the video could have been 10 minutes long. But no, 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 you had to go on this entire fucking rant about your biblical background. Again, I don't hate the man, but this is alienating for people that know nothing about this subject, right? Because, um, you know, I've, I've watched, like, every single video from a dude, like, twice. Some, some of them three, four times, you know, the, the most important ones. Um... How do I put it? So I know, but I understand. But most people don't have that time. Most people don't have like 40 hours to spend, right? Even if you watch it at three times, four times speed, because you know, that's what I do. Um, even even in that case, right? You, you're spending so much time going through this. So I was like, hey, that's a gap in the market. I'm going to fill that. And now that somebody listened to that, they're like, hmm, maybe I could do it, you know? I'm like, well, sure. If you can outskill me or outperform me in my editing, in my uh, comedy, in my charisma, in my whatever my uh, qualities are, plus my knowledge, sure, go ahead, try to compete with me, that's fine. Uh, I dare you, motherfucker. Uh, but currently, there's absolutely no competition in that regard, because most people, I would say, in the MBTI sphere, you know, they either make, like, a little more high-quality entertaining stuff, which isn't very accurate, or they make just, you know, total mind garbage, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just uh, MP, like, regurgitated bleh, where they just go on an informative rant for 10 hours. I'm like, that's not really handy. Can, can we find a middle road where somebody has quality information, uh, quality videos, right? Uh, has some humor into it, so it's entertaining for, from one side. And on the other side, you also, le also learn from it because it's actually valuable information. That's where I want to go into, right? Um, you, can, you can hear my ambition as I talk about it. And I will get into it, and I will make it, because um, I'm a man of my word. That's why. Uh, let me see. Um... Oh yeah, going into that, I fucking love art. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I realized that when I was talking to, uh, I think I talked about it before, but uh, uh, I talked about with this ease of and we like, you know, our hearts collided in terms of uh, our heart temples being like, seeing the same vision. I'm not saying I, I like, we had a loving connection in that regard. Well, kind of, um, but how do I put it? Um, 
yeah, I, I fucking love just. I don't. I'm necessarily like consuming art um, because I have a very particular taste for art, right? I think most people have, but sometimes I look at shit. I'm like, why? Why does anybody like this, right? And sure, that's the whole subjectivity of it, right? Um, but I, I realized more and more that all my life, I really my heart and uh, my my mind gets most active and. Uh, my heart resonates the most with the meaning of life or the fulfillment of life when I'm creating and when I'm um, pouring my full passion into something, right? Uh, when I'm just creating something, my God, I love it. It's just my, I know it's just my subconscious ESFP just really desiring that. Um, but how do I put it? Every time, like, for example, I'll, 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 talk, I'll talk about my past a bit. If it's my real past, you've got to figure it out for yourself. Maybe I'm uh, masking names and shit. Um, but uh, for the most, for the most, for the longest time, time in my life, I really like drawing. I really, I fucking loved it. Just uh, real life, uh, you know, pencils, um, shit like that. I didn't really like painting. I wasn't good at painting. That was the that was the problem mainly, probably because I didn't do it as much. And it's also more expensive, by the way. Like paint, like oil paint. It's not the cheapest thing ever. Um, well, it depends how much paint you use. I, I would just go. I, how do I put this? I guess paint is more delicate. Painting is more delicate. Like if you fuck up once, like a certain layer, uh, you gotta throw the whole thing away. Like with at least with drawing, you can you know you can edit. Also digital drawing, you know you can you can edit, you can erase whatever the fuck. You can't really do that IRL with paint or you know sculpting. It's it's really hard. Um, sure, you could say the challenge is more interesting, but like going back to it, I've, I've been drawing since I don't know forever, and that's actually one of the occupations I wanted to have when I was very young. Um, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an artist. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be a, an, a, an animator or something. Not, not certainly animator, just making drawings and yeah, being an artist. Um, and it was so appealing to me because I, I, I would lose myself for hours. And there are a few things in my life that I have that have that right. Sure, I'm good at like rationality. I'm good at, um, you know, I guess willpower, all that stuff. But really concentrating on something and creating something. Uh, a piece of art that I can just cherish and forever uh, look at and be pride in full pride. Look at that, right? And full fulfillment, never, never waning. Like I can, I can. If it's complete in that moment, sure. Even with videos, you know, videos can still be a bit like, yeah, okay, that was I was kind of bad at my art. But you know, even when I look at drawings from like ten years ago, I'm like, I, I, that wasn't that bad, uh, you know. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, I love art. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to keep like this shit more positive because I, I tend to fall back in old habits and complain. Uh, I mean, I will be complaining more in this episode, but like I'll try to be more positive. Okay, because uh, you know, bad vibes. You know, fuck it. Uh, I'm not you know trying to be business SJ wife. Like oh, only good vibes. You know, in that the video I made. You know, good vibes only and just barf. Uh, that's what I. That that's me in the middle. It's like just barfing all that. Right. Um, I don't like just this constant optimistic. Um, like delusional optimistic view but we'll, we'll get into that i'm trying to stay positive okay um let me see uh also yeah besides, besides drawing um working with wood my god that's cool uh also like uh, surviving uh working in the woods right we being in nature um it's amazing like that's i would say that that's my ultimate goal um yeah it's just working with um Especially working with wood, like making uh, little wood sculptures and making tools and making whatever you desire, really, right? It's just manipulating the environment when any, any way you please and having the total freedom and being totally responsible for this creation, right? Um, every little 
don't know, every little adjustment you make, you're responsible for, and you come in fully proud of the because it takes a lot of time, right? And a lot of strength. Um, it's not just like, oh, okay, I, I want to like, well, you're drawing it's very easy, right? It's just like, okay, move your hand a little. But if, you, <laughs> if you're gonna use a saw, if you're gonna use a hammer, all that shit, it's gonna it's gonna take a while, right? It's gonna it's, you're gonna use some muscle for that shit. You know, especially if you actually want to get the wood. Like, sure, you can buy it, but a real man gets his wood from the woods himself. <laughs> Um, man, I'm born in the wrong time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let me see. Yeah, and, and just to some degree, I mean, I said I didn't like consumption of art. I don't like the consumption of most art. I don't like just consumerism. I don't like the, uh, the escapist mindset it has. Like, I don't like these, you know, isekai anime, for example. Or I don't like these just shitty, uh, what, what's the word? know copy paste formula just uninspired art that's i guess the correct term right commercial art where i'm just like um sure art has can be commercial to any degree like yeah of course if you want to make money you sometimes got to do that sure but you know what i mean right if it doesn't actually have a individualistic vision or uh skill to it right then i'm just so turned off to it uh, i'd rather just create it because at least that is in your own control and you i mean you're not always satisfied but you're in control of your own destiny with that, right? And improving that over time is, is one of the most fruitful and fulfilling activities I can think of, right? Speaking of actually a good piece of art that I really enjoy, because uh, I'm going through it, I'm in the, at like page one, 450, I think. I say one, I mean 450 of uh, Atlas Shrugged. It's bloody amazing. I don't say bloody a lot, but it's, it's bloody amazing. Um, uh, let me see. What was I gonna say? Yeah, um, just that whole, the whole. I, I talked about it before two, two episodes now, but uh, until I get to the end, which I probably will even talk about it even longer, because I heard like the ending is really, really good, and I do love good endings, uh, because if a piece of media just has a shit ending, um, it it, it, it kind of just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not showing that meme by the way. It's like that Heisenberg dancing meme. Anyway, there goes my T autism. Um, yeah, uh, I'm probably going to talk about it even more, and <laughs> especially if I read Ayn Rand or the rest of her stuff, of, uh, besides Atlas Shrugged, um, I'm probably going to talk about it even more about it. I think it's going to be a very central part, maybe not, not my identity, but uh, the way of my thinking. I mean, maybe that's part of your identity, depending on your definition. Anyway, because, you know, her ITJ worldview just corresponds with mine, because I'm an ITJ as well. I'm like... Damn, this woman knows her shit. She writes amazingly. And um, I'm, I'm, I don't know why people dis discredit her. I've, I've said it before, but I don't know why people discredit uh, Ayn Rand. Only because she's like a capitalist and she cares about money. Because she thinks money is the merit of a, of a man, of a person that shows how much merit he has. And people are like, oh no, that's bad. And, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll talk about it in a bit. But it's an amazing piece of work. I'm not even, I'm not even like halfway through it. Um, but yeah, the characters, fantastic. The world, I love it. Um, yeah, I'm talking more about things I love. That's that's the real spirit. What was I going to say? Um, yeah, but compare that to like very shallow art or something. It's like, it's it's so honest. It's so passionate. Every scene, every sentence in this book um, just screams out, I give a fuck about what I do, right? I'm passionate about what I do. That's what I want to see in art. That's just this stupid, oh, I'm creating for the sake of creating. I'm I'm creating enjoyment, right? Because then my, my kind of my ease of peace of car just kind of skulls of that, skulls, skulls at that, uh, or like kind of uh, 
raises his head, right? Uh, like, uh, really? Like, this is the best you can do? Um, like, like Tarantino movies or something. I look at that, I'm like, really? Like, it's just entertainment, right? It's just, oh, well, Django is a slave, then he becomes cool guy, then kills slave owners, says the N-word a couple times, leaves, explodes, and then, like, entertaining movie. I'm like, well, that was a bunch of shit. Like, who cares? And then, and then you have these people being like, oh, well, Tarantino has, like, cool symbolism and, like, it's a deeper work of art. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bro. No, it's not. No, it's goddamn not. I, I, I don't understand how people can say that with a straight face. Anyway, um... Yeah, uh, especially... What was I going to say? Uh, Antle Shark. All the scenes with uh, Francisco uh, Danconia. Danconia, is that how you say it? I used to say uh, Dociana. Like, I felt like that was a weird name. But that's just my dyslexic ass reading it incorrectly. Um, but yeah, uh, Francisco uh, Danconia. He's a goddamn amazing character. Probably one of the best I've read. Uh, and I really uh, idealize him. And... Um, how do I put this? Just every scene he's in, um, like like Mrs. Rand or Ayn Rand, really just goes full on. Um, this is my philosophy, okay? Probably like when when John Galt comes in, it's even better. Um, but oh, spoilers, by the way. I mean, of course, right? <laughs> um, no, she just goes full like, well, this is the virtue of money, and um, he just she just refused the, the offer, but like Francisco in the, uh, in the in the, the book as a character. He just totally refutes every annoying socialist and communist argument you can make. And I fucking love it because it's like, well, for once I can hear like a sober argument on the merit of capitalism, the merit of humanity, individualism, um, all these things, free trade, freedom. Um, and and because he can articulate so well uh, why these things um, not, not, he doesn't say, oh, this doesn't work. It just explains the very nature of it in such a good sense um, that people just kind of have no choice but to agree, right? If Kind of going back to what I said earlier about, uh, what did I say? About, like, starting an argument. Like, uh, people just ask uh, Francisco, like, okay, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? What do you think of this? Um, and he just answers, or sometimes he just stands up for his own beliefs, right? Like, somebody says, like, for example, the money example, somebody was like, don't listen to him. He's a filthy dog. And he only cares about because uh, or something like, because um, you know money is the root of all evil. So therefore, you shouldn't trust him. Something like that, right? And he's like, okay, is that is that so? I heard you. Is that so? And he just goes on into into a fifteen minute rant in the in the story. A fifteen minute rant about. Um, as, almost like a Socratic, yeah, it's kind of a Socratic, Socratic, Socratic uh, approach to it, where he just like, oh, is this the, uh, like he gives like different facets of money, right? And then explains kind of how there's actually, how it's actually virtuous. And then after every sentence, he kind of says, oh, is this the root of, uh, of uh, is this why money is the root of evil? Is this why it's evil? Is this what you uh, mean by that? Right, it's, it's, it's posing a question, but it's um, really just educating his audience, right? I think that way of art, arguing quote unquote is fucking amazing and like i i mentally just when i read that i'm like this is amazing how, how does one write this um which is quality right that's that's what i like for, from shows like death note or something or, or koki yes even though you know they're not on the same intellectual realm i guess but um it's it's what i like when somebody could just intelligently explain the philosophy or outsmart their opponent uh, opponents in some way i mean uh dostoevsky also does this right where you just um, he has characters basically steal man their arguments, right? It's like, oh, this is what you mean, right? And then, not this is what you mean, but they'll go on a whole 
uh, explanation of, of the opponent's worldview. And I'm like, oh, the, if, is this true? Does this make sense to you? Like, this is actually what you, you not, not this is what you believe in. Like, haha, look at you. More like, this is how deeply this actually goes. Have you seen this? And they're like, huh, I didn't think about that, right? Um, I especially loved after a certain point, he said something like, um, what did he say? Uh, oh, yeah, he was talking to this woman, right? And she was like, uh, what did you say? Oh, I, 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 it's simply wrong, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Dunconia. And, and he's like, okay. By the way, I'm listening to Knife Symphony, so it's like the chorus is starting now. Um, basically, he said to said to her like, okay, if you can refute one sentence I uttered, uh, please do so. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to listen to it, which also goes into a wise man, yo, listens as he's corrected. Uh, Fullwood gets angry, so that's kind of James Taggart, right? Taggart, so I said it correctly. Basically, the brother of Dagny, which are like the main characters almost. Um, He's more about like, uh, oh, no, you can't correct me. I'm going to go into a fit, right? Uh, so, you know, you, see, you automatically see who's the fool and who's like, you know, the wise man. Anyway, um, I was going to say, oh, yeah. And then it's just, no, I can't refute you. I, I can't refute this intellectually, right? I can't, if you, uh, I can't think like you do. I'm not as smart as you do. I just feel like it's, it's wrong, right? And he, he kind of grimly says like, well, madam, that's fine, um, but... The second, uh, basically, the world is in, in, in famine and people are dying around you uh, and you will utter, what did they say? You will utter, oh, I didn't know. Um, nobody will be there to save you, right? Something like that, um, which I love so much because it, it, it um, I, I have a lot of ENFP friends, right? And a lot of times I make arguments like that and I know it's kind of contradictory. I try to avoid making arguments in the first place, but I kind of make a logical case for something and I'm not saying stating that I'm superior in that sense, but just I'm, I'm making a pretty sensible case for something, right? But then I'm like, well, yeah, okay, it might all be true, but I just don't feel like it. And, and well, kind of what uh, Francesco said, I kind of say the, or Francisco says, I'm, I kind of say the same thing, where I'm like, yeah, the second like, blo like blood is on the streets or you're, you're dying of famine or your family is getting deported, um, then uh, then we'll see talking about how you didn't know or how you feel it is incorrect, right? And then, then they'll tell me like, oh, croissant, you're just being dramatic. That won't happen. Like, you you fucking idiots. You know, not like that. But like, you know, they, they look at me like I'm overdramatic and how like I'm, I'm uninformed or something. And I'm like, sure, I, I sure I make the right because I'm a human, right? But still, <laughs> I'm like... Come on, guys, just listen to reason for two seconds. Um, and that's why, in some sense, I, I really love this book, because constantly the characters just despise anyone or just don't want to listen to their shit when they don't appeal to reason, right? I mean, that's what uh, Francisco says. He's like, there, there are no wrong thoughts, uh, but, the, but the thought not to think, right? Which is kind of a funny sentence, because he's basically saying, always think about your problem, always think about... Uh, Basically, use your reason to understand something. The second you don't appeal to reason, um, that's the second where you f that's where you fucked up. Basically, that's that's what he's saying in my, in my view, at least. Right? Sure, reason doesn't always work. I know logic and and, and rationale is all ultimately flawed in some sense. But he's he's basically saying try to or Ayn Rand is basically saying try to stay objective, try to understand the causality of or the the rationality of something, right? Uh, and when you don't, that's when you make a mistake, right? If you tr just purely appeal to emotion or to uh, social norms or whatever it is, that's where you fuck up. I don't know every, I know every NF listening to this, right? Or every SJ to this is like, what are you saying? I hate this. Uh, I don't care, okay? I'm having my fun. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Oh yeah, this is another little point about that. Uh, I really dislike the government. I fucking, I mean, <laughs> sound like a boomer over here. Like, oh man, I really dislike the way that I have to I fight the image. Uh, fuck, give me a second. I really. God damn it! Can I? Oh, there we go. Just the one. Hell yeah. Why? Oh, it's hidden. Give me a second. Uh, why does Why does it have the watermark? Avert your eyes, children. <laughs> right, I'll do this. There you go. Yeah, I strongly dislike the government. Um, yeah, just, just listening to it or, or reading this book. I'm not listening to it when I'm reading it. Um, just reading this book. I check. Oh my god, like, I know this is fictional, right? But you get so infuriated by these goddamn people that are so corrupt. And, I mean, Francesco said it in the same speech, right? Where he's just like, oh my god. I mean, he's not sitting it directly, but he's, he's like, yeah, basically all these corrupt people get the upper hand. Freedom is being uh, inhibited because all these people are just looters and stealers. Uh, or stealers. Stealers, really? Thieves? Shit like that, right? Um... Where, oh yeah, he also makes the comparison that if you don't have money, um, many, <laughs> if you don't have money, uh, if you don't have money, you know, alternative, well, he said, uh, either it's blood, guns, and uh, famine, something like that, or money, uh, you know, pick your, pick your poison, I guess, uh, even though he doesn't seem, uh, look at money as, as poison, but I, the whole fucking discussion about money, I was like, this is one of the greatest shit I've, I've read in a while, um, Maybe that's because I'm not really going into, you know, the greatest of all time, like Nietzsche or uh, Dostoevsky as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I, 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 reading this, I want to really go into that again, because it's it's so amazing to delve into the mind of something so uh, grand of an idea that just um, just blows your world you away, right? And you can't help to agree with it. Um, sure, you could say that's it, my, how do you put it? me easily uh, converting to new ideas. Well, I guess I'm open-minded in that regard, right? If something that sounds reasonable and logical, I'm, I'm easily to listen to it. Uh, I'm easy to listen to it and see it as truth, right? Or yeah, let's just say believe in it, right? But yeah, I just fucking, uh, there's certain things in my life, let's put it that way, where I just, um, I get like, how do I put this? It's not really social things that bother me in terms of relationships I have. That's not really where my most of my problems lie, right? Or I, I don't think even, well, I, I want to say with most people, but at least with me, right? It's like relationship shit, I can, I can figure out. And also, I can always just cut people out, right? I can always just say, I don't want to deal with you. I'm moving to a new place. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to ignore you. You know, you can do shit like that. But certain government shit is so trivial, is so fucking annoying. It's just, why does it exist, right? Like, uh, for me, it's just a, can I, uh, can I go back to like, what is it, 150 years ago, where I'm like, where it's just, you know. <laughs> now, I know certain things were worse, of course, but in some regards, my God, I would prefer tuberculosis and actually having, you know, a, a place that you enjoy being around in contrast to, uh, you know, doomer mentality, basically like, oh, I have my basic, commodities and shit taken care of and i have healthcare or whatever uh, taken care of or my or my country takes care of that but like i'm miserable and i have like no freedom and i'm a cock in a machine um 
yeah, take me back. Take me to the 1800s again. I don't give a shit, okay? I'd rather be a cowboy that just gets fucking murdered on the, the prairie, right, in freedom, rather than just being a wage cook and getting, like, slowly injected with, you know, toxic vaccines and shit. Uh, <laughs> just scared off so many people. I don't care. Uh, only the, the baddest takes as, uh, fuck, what is his name? CC Discord. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Um, only the baddest takes on this podcast. Anyway. Uh, next topic that's enough about Atlas Shrugged I'll probably talk about it more next episode as you know anyway next thing um, I, I'm reading currently also uh, The Red Tent by something Diamonds probably it's like a popular book or something I didn't, I've never heard of it but um, yeah it's it's, uh, it's it's basically a book about well it's, it's a story about Jacob and his daughter and from told from the perspective from Dina who's like the forgotten daughter um, it's pretty good um I mean, it's kind of a novel more than, you know, nonfiction, uh, but it's kind of a combination of history and fiction, which is kind of also what the Bible is, if you think about it. Um, let me see. Yeah, it's all right. It, it, it mostly talks about or strengthens the idea that women need each other in a community and women should, well, <laughs> well, it's funny. How do, it gave me a really uh, cool insight into how or more of a strengthening idea or strength or strength of the idea that women can still work and shit like that right um but ultimately uh what they do in the retent is when they basically chill out for seven days uh every month right when they basically they're on their period uh i mean they always see when they bleed because that's more formal and more biblical sounding uh which i found a little cringy but whatever um basically when they're on their period right uh they, they go into the retent and basically chill and like get drunk and shit like that. Well, not drunk, but to soothe the pain, basically, right? And not work and uh, all those things. I'm like, that's wonderful. Why aren't, why are we not doing that right now? If a woman is on her period, let her rest. <laughs> like, why, you know, you know what I mean? Like, give her that privilege. That's, that's uh, a woman, how do I put this? When I really look at, uh, you know, menstruation and uh, what's the word? Pregnancy, right? Fertility, they look at it with a lot of honor and a lot of uh, privilege. Like the amount of times you, they talk about, uh, you know, their fertility or if they have many sons, that most women respond in the book with like a lot of pride and a lot of happiness. And I'm like, that's how it should be, right? And it's, uh, it was actually frowned upon in, in this book, especially when a woman says, oh, I don't want to get children or please release me of this child, like basically getting an abortion or something like that, right? Every time that happens, people are like deeply saddened and deeply uh, confused listen to them like what the fuck are you talking about like you know like this uh her, her, dina's cousin or something she was like oh i don't want to i want to get a child i want to basically be a maiden right and she's like why would you desire that upon yourself like <laughs> why would you hurt yourself this way like i just love that in contrast to, to what we're basically experiencing now right where people more and more are just saying uh okay i'm an anti-human or yeah anti-human anti-natalist environmentalist or whatever i'm not gonna get any children fuck all that shit it's not important to me and you're like, damn, your life will be really sad. I feel bad for you almost, right? Uh, I mean, sure, it's your life. And it's also with guys that don't want that. I'm like, hey, bro, good for you. Uh, more women for me. Like, <laughs> that sounds like you can look at it, right? Um, uh, how do we put this? Yeah, but like, it's, it's, it's great just reading that and seeing women um, interact with each other in that, in that way. They're, they're critiquing each other, but it's almost like that. Uh, well, it's, it's basically their form of uh, feminine maturity, right? It's like uh, basically making women ready for their uh, motherhood because uh, it's such an essential part. Like for a man, for uh, 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 what is it? 
a boy to become a man and for a girl to become a woman, right? And admittingly, a lot of women in the in this book, they're like, they're scared, right? Like if you're, well, especially at their age, you're like 14 or 15 when they uh, get pregnant or well, basically when they first hit their period, right? So that would be like 14 or something, 15 if it's late. Um, and then and like a year after that, <laughs> they will get uh, children. It's like, what the fuck? That's pretty soon, right? Uh, wait, give me a second. Um, why is this happening this way? Uh, give me a sec. Don't want to waste your time. Uh, so, uh, give me a sec, give me a sec, give me a sec. Is this a good one? Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's fair. Wait, I'll remove this image, by the way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting seeing that. And then these, these women, these mothers, they teach their children, like they are 14 year olds, like saying like, Hey, um, I will help you out with, or I'll, I'll teach you the ways of the men, men and women, right? Basically their sexual education came from their mother. Um, for, for, cause for men, it's pretty easy, right? Just stick it in and you're good. Um, but for, uh, for girls, they really have to understand how their body feels to these emotional fluxes, this, these sudden hormones that come out of nowhere, right? And uh, educating your ch uh, your children in that or your daughters into that really helps them initiate into motherhood. And if you have a group of women you know that actually can actually help you through pregnancy, that will uh, alleviate the fear and actually um, uh, see you how let, let you see how graceful and uh, amazing the experience is. Right? Like they're they're not like uh, well that's what. Um, that was what that one girl says, you know, who doesn't want children. It's like, aren't you afraid of the pain? Aren't you afraid of like uh, dying in childbirth? So she's like, yeah, sure. But like the grace of giving life like outshines all of that, right? The light of, well, what was one really good line on that? It was something like um, the light of birth gave shadow to uh, the reality of death. I'm, I'm paraphrasing heavily there, but basically the, the gift of life has a shadow of, of death, like the possibility of death exists because you're giving life, right? Um, but women go through it anyway because people are supporting it. Um, and also because uh, you understand, <laughs> how do I put this? The, the nature of a woman uh, really persists in that sense and she really just wants to have children, even if it costs her life, right? Um, she wants to get the, get, a, get a child because it's such a amazing gift. And I'm, I'm just stupefied when I hear women that say like, oh, I don't care about that gift. Like, who cares? I'm like, bruh, if I was a woman, I would pump out so many fucking babies she wouldn't even know. Like, <laughs> why would you not be incredibly prideful about that, right? Not prideful, but like um, fulfilled about that purpose you have, have been given, that gift you that's um, given to you in life, right? Um, yeah, sure. You have again. You have the risk of dying, and sure, even Rebecca, right? Or not Rebecca? I fucking hate Rebecca, by the way. Fuck Rebecca, fucking bitch. I hate Rebecca so much in this book. Like she's this arrogant oracle, and I'm like, just can you shut the fuck up and, and show some goddamn gratitude in your life for once? She's like, I hate my husband. I hate my. I hate my. Uh, I hate my wife's children or my son's children, and I hate my wife or my uh, my son's wives. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. You're so entitled. Get off your high ass. Uh, uh, you know your 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 or your oracles. Uh, what is it status i think she's an ecj or something it's just really annoying um you know maybe that's why she's an oracle with you know uh what is it any any child and stuff and fi being like mm, i sense that anyway um no I, not rebecca but uh leah you know with the seven children was it more uh, seven sons i think no 12 sons right uh, no, 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 not, not, not Leah, like basically Jacob with the 12. So, you know what I mean? A lot of children, right? Uh, even she was like after uh, Dina, I think, or was it, or was it, no, was it Benjamin? 
No, 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 Joseph. Um, after Joseph, she was kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of warned. No, no, that was no, that was not her. It was I think it was Dina. Like that was the, her final daughter. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Who cares about biblical fucking family lines? So well, I do a little bit, but whatever, because I want to get a clear picture on this shit. Anyway, even she was like at a personal point, like, hey, um, Jacob, I love you, but um, my body's worn out as fuck. Well, I just had I had twins and shit. Um, <laughs> I'm worn out. Okay, next, uh, let me just be a fucking wife or so or or. Uh, woman to take care of your children right anyway uh that was the red tent uh i'm not even finished yet but it's pretty good i i suggest it um if you want to see basically a picture into how it quote-unquote used to go but you know it's still kind of biased because it's written in 21st century probably i think or no actually it was the 20th, 20th century i don't know it doesn't matter uh basically in recent times um i was gonna say and yeah, sure. There, I was I was surprised how much like goddamn incest there is. By the way, in in religion, like my god, because uh, because I think uh, Jacob basically married his cousin. I think, <laughs> which is kind of funny uh, or kind of fucked up. Um, I mean, by today's standard, you know, if you, you want, if you want to talk morality or ethics of incest, we can go on about it another day. But basically. Yeah, that, that's incest. Then also, many of her sisters, they're like, I think they were like, they were your mother-in-law, but also your aunt. And like, like that's so weird, <laughs> right? It's so fucking weird. Um, basically, it's all incest, right? And I'm like, huh, to think to think that uh, Jesus Christ, because he came from Abraham all the way to Jesus Christ, right? Um, to think that uh, ultimately um, Jesus was a product of incest is probably the most blasphemous idea I had in a while, but um, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's usually slaves or a family member. I'm like, well, damn, that, that's pretty limiting, uh, guys. I mean, sure, if you had a population at the time of, you know, a couple hundred thousands, uh, it's probably more, but you know what I mean, right? Um, yeah, I guess you, you tend to do that. Um, let me see, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, I also read another book, which kind of corresponds with this because you know biblical themes. You kind of you kind of notice that first certain while when you're reading CSJ's reading list that a lot of things relate back to uh christianity um which is probably his own bias but but i would say this book uh i think it was love and respect I, I i don't i won't say the full title you can just check out the reading list in the in the description wait there's a fucking bug let me give you a sec okay it's dead um <laughs> life bug killing everybody all, all the vegetarians are killing themselves right now anyway uh i was gonna say yeah it's pretty good um, it really shows you <laughs> a man needs respect to all the women listening to this still to this point. I mean, how, how long far are we in? Uh, do, does anybody get this far? Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I know people do. Uh, they fucking love me. No, um, maybe they do. Um, so, uh, it's a good book for, for women to understand that. Hey, guess what? And also for men, if they don't realize this about themselves, Hey, guess what? Men need respect. I know, a fucking brain explosion, right? Like, yeah, we need respect. Um, I mean, I realized this probably when I watched uh, oh, a couple years, I would say a couple years ago, like, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. I realized, like, yeah, uh, somebody saying I love you, it doesn't really fucking matter all that much. I mean, it does. Uh, it's like, yeah, it, it's cool and it's nice, uh, but it doesn't, you know, basically fill your soul with, with um I guess fulfillment. Like for women, if you say "I love you," they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm nothing as you say that. But for, for guys, sorry, I looked away. Um, but basically, for guys, if you say, "Oh, I love you," it's like, okay, that's nice, but 
yeah, I mean, what she's just said, right? Like, the guys kind of realize, yeah, women can really just say I love you to everybody. They don't really care, but they can only respect certain, uh, certain men, right? And when they say that to you and really list the things they respect about you, not step out of, uh, step out of line, which is also a thing uh, the Red Ten talks about, basically, you know, these women being respectful to their husbands, etc. Um, but basically, uh, you show. Give me a sec. Yeah, but basically, them giving you respect in that regard just really uh, rejuvenates in their soul uh, for men. And uh, he, he talks about certain principles. I've forgotten most of them, um, even though I finished it today. I should probably write it down. I, but, but he has like couple and shares, and that sounds really weird right now, but basically, it's an abbreviation of certain um, things you have to do to basically encapsulate uh, their love, the, uh, the respect and love, right? Like love for women. And the Jesus uh, respect for men, right? Um, I won't go into it, but I would say from from a man's perspective, uh, the whole chairs thing and all the principles in there, it's pretty accurate. I mean, sure, he talks about loyalty, and you could argue that, well, yeah, okay, ultimately INTJs need loyalty and others need trust. Um, but the general principles I would say apply to everybody, um, especially the last one from chairs, sexuality. If you're not giving like sexuality as a duty as a woman, right? Sure, it could be also out of desire and all that stuff, but if you don't give him that, right? Allow him to vent his sexual frustration or his, uh, yeah, pen basically pent up sexual uh, force within him, uh, you're just, that just for him, that sounds disrespectful, right? Uh, and and, and as, a, as a cause of our, as a consequence, he will uh, act less lovingly, and you don't want that, you know? It's basically, uh, I think he described it as, it's the equivalent of, like a man not listening to you. Like, what if your man just never told you um, you love, he loves you, right? Uh, what if a man uh, doesn't listen to your problems? If a man doesn't uh, listen to your emotional distraught? Like, it's the same, it's the same for men, right? If you don't give a man, uh, a man um, basically sexual relief, or even if you don't allow him to do it, uh, what are you doing? Like, you're basically, it's, it's inadvertently hurting yourself. Uh, let me see. So yeah, that's that's uh, love and respect, read it. Uh, especially women, they don't realize this shit. Um, <laughs> most don't, at least. Like, some women actually do, and especially, well, as you saw in the Red Tent, right? Uh, especially as before you go back uh, in generations, the more they realize this. Which is also another funny thing I've recently discovered. I won't get into it, because you'll see it in a future video. But uh, there's, a, there's a funny trend relating to uh, sexuality and the generations. And I think you probably can probably guess what it is, but anyway. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, I also finished Sapiens. Uh, I was on a long trip. I really, I had nothing else to do. I was like, fuck it. I'll listen to Sapiens. Um, and I mean, it was still bad or annoying, but I got through it. It wasn't like insufferable, but it was pretty annoying. And it just really, yeah, it, it just, the whole thing is like a five out of 10, I guess, maybe a four out of 10. Um, it's just an annoying experience, like listening to this dude being all pretentious and all science-y based, um, or not, sometimes not even science-based, just taking no sides at all. Just kind of saying like, oh, this is a thing, this is a thing. I'm like slightly giving my political view on it. And, and it basically comes down to uh, everything is a delusion, everything sucks, the world is bad, and uh, we're all gonna die. And it's like, wow, what a note to end your book on, you fucking cynical bastard, right? Uh, especially like the last chapter, it's like, well, all, all meaning in life that's that's um, conjured up by people is a delusion. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I will, I will, 
again, let's, I'll not say that was what, I, what I'm thinking, but basically I will do bad things if you keep saying that shit. I think people will say that, like, they're fundamentally anti-human, right? Uh, if, which, which is funny, because they'll, they'll say statements that are so, like, obviously pro-human, and I'm like, how can you say that in contrast to this, so to this right? Like, you're saying, oh, uh, like, why do people discriminate against gender, like, feminism all the way, bro? Uh, veganism, we're gonna, and, and uh, I'm not getting, ch and, and, then, and then in the same breath saying, I don't want children. I'm like, really? Like you're all about humanity and equality and justice, but here you are saying that children shouldn't, shouldn't exist and other people shouldn't have children that are plague on this fat or the, on this on this earth. More humans are just plagues. It's like, oh my god, I'm. I, there was this one. There was this good clip from uh, Jordan Peterson about it, where it's just like he, I have the same reaction. I'm like people saying that, man. Like, I don't know how you, how you can say that. Uh, and still have a, a sliver of humanity left within you, right? If you truly mean that, if you truly believe that, and I'm just fundamentally something wrong in your worldview, that's, that's just, sure, that's my opinion, but um, yeah, I don't know, it just, it just really makes me sad when people say that. I'm like, you are undermining the value of life so much. And the same with that dude, he's just like, oh, well, all, all meaning in life is delusion. I'm like, yeah, go tell that to every religious person ever. Oh, well, that's just myths we made up to make our lives better. I'm like, at least they have something, you cynical shit, right? I just, I just it's such an ENTP perspective that maybe that's why I like, I despise it so much. Um, Cause it's, it's such a, uh, how do you put it? It's just, I hate reality. I hate everything in it. So every, every person that, that conscious up a certain faith or a certain, um, has a certain actually life, likes living, uh, they can't exist out of my envy. And uh, that's, that's just bad and they shouldn't exist. Uh, well, it doesn't say that, but uh, all their, all their meaning they have conjured up, all the answers they may have given to life. Um, yeah, they're, it's all delusion. They're all retards. And me though, me, I have like the purest scientific view. Like you can't dispute that. I know he doesn't say that directly, but that's the annoying, in informative way, you know, the the, the, the ETP, ETP way of avoiding conflict. Like, I'm not saying something directly. I'm not saying all people should, like, stop having children. I'm not saying religion is just purely retardation and we should stop it. I'm not saying that. You, I, you can't quote me saying that. It's, like, it's such a pussy way to go about this pussy. Um, it's just a pussy way a pussy way to go about this problem, right? Uh, or this, this uh, your views. Like, if you're an actual man, you state directly what the fuck you think. Um, and you, you'll suffer the consequences if they if they coming your way and you um yeah you take that decision with that in mind if you're just gonna hide behind shit and just be informative it's like oh i didn't say that i mean a lot of ETPs do it where they're like well i didn't say exactly blah 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 i'm like shut up bro like you know what you did you know where you were going with this you know what you were implying you know what you were doing stop, stop being so irresponsible about this and owe up to your fucking actions stop being such a pussy anyway um that's just uh if you want to read it go ahead i'm not forbidding you but i don't recommend it uh it's pretty bad um i don't know why cj has ha had this on the list uh, together with some other books which I'll, I'll make a tier list on at some point uh, from all the books bussies no uh all the books uh in every category uh the relationship one being first of course um but my god uh <laughs> It's uh, it's it's uh, it's a tough one to sit through. It's also fucking long as shit, informative as fuck, right? Uh, if you actually want to see a proper um, history of the world, just watch the how's it called, Bill Bill, Bill Rutz, that that, uh, that you know the guy with like the sun is a deadly laser, that dude uh, with the his entire history of the world. It's amazing. It's it's entertaining to watch. It actually gives you an objective, non-biased view about 
um, what, what's happening in the world. Like, he doesn't give opinions about Nazism. He doesn't give opinions about feminism. He doesn't even talk about feminism. He just gives you the um, literally the worldview and what happens. That's that's what you want to have, right? When you, when you see a book like uh, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, you're like, oh, this is interesting. But he just goes on political rants. You're like, this is not what I paid for. Um, kind of false advertising, whatever. <laughs> that sounds like, like a quote or something. <laughs> Maybe I have, I have some faint memory of a meme about that. Anyway, um, what's the next one? Um, um, oh yeah, I also read the Enlightened Sex Manual. I know, a very uh, charming title. Um, that was pretty good. I mean, not, not good. I, I don't necessarily like David Bita's uh, writing style. He kind of repeats a love and, uh, what is it? Yearning, like a lot, and heart. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Your soul temple, not sure. You could talk about it, but it's just... Um, just comparing it to Atlas Shrugged, like the vocabulary, vocabulary I can't even talk, uh, ironically. Um, the vocab he's uh, using compared to Atlas Shrugged, I'm like, wow, this is the most shallow shit I've ever read. Like, it was just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't like repetitious text, right? Even though I'm kind of repetitious myself sometimes. I should articulate myself better, which is ironic considering the vocabulary uh, little uh, tongue slip or whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it just gives you like general sex advice. I mean, I don't really need it. I just read it because it was on the list. <laughs> you know, he talks about like uh, clitoral, clitoral, is that how you say it? Um, vaginal and uh, cervical uh, orgasms for women. He mostly talks about orgasms for women, by the way, because for men, it's pretty easy. Um, and he, yeah, he just talks a bit about that, you know, whole meditation thing. That was like my least favorite part in the, um, the way of the superior man, which is also written by him. But now he just really... Uh, any any part where he just goes like voodoo you whatever uh, about the sexuality and how the breath controls everything i'm like yeah i know like meditation and breathing techniques can help in certain ways but um at a certain point i'm just like okay bro this is cool and all but uh where's the evidence <laughs> you know what i mean it will give like a couple of anecdotes and shit like that but i'm like okay can you actually give me some scientific evidence or some really if you like don't don't just say oh focus on your breath like a million times it just annoys the shit out of me sure he gets like more detailed um exercises how to control your breath to have more sexual energy and to how to um express it better and all that crap but i'm just like yeah sure i'll apply it and i'll try to apply it more um but uh it's it's really like it's really abstract and i'd rather just have concrete very rational um books right now very what's the word Pragmatic, executable books. Is that the right word? Uh, utilitarian. Yeah, that's not the right. That's not, that's not the right word, probably. Um, but you know what I mean. Just actually so that you can be what's in the book right into action. I love those books, like the Manual or Atomic Attraction or what's another one? I guess I guess the Rational Mail Part One. Like you can. There's just certain principles sometimes you could apply in life and just makes makes your life better, like instantly, instead of just being these abstract. You know. Oh well, if you think uh, sure. Uh, I don't disagree with this, but like, if you just think about shit, it will manifest in front of you. Like, yeah, that's not untrue, but you know what I mean, right? It's, it's really abstract and really annoying. Um, let me see. I was going to say I was going to be positive, but you know, um, let me see. Uh, what's the next topic? Uh, let me see. Kind of. Oh yeah, I'm uh, the main thing with this. And you could, maybe you can kind of tell. Uh, I'm glad this is almost over in terms of I'm glad I'm almost done with this whole reading section. Uh, and, and, like the whole relationship and well-being section. I've, I've, I have a lot more books, but at least the CSJ section because 
I'm getting kind of getting the repetitiveness of it. Uh, it's kind of getting to me, right? A lot of subjects uh, overlap, and a lot of subjects uh, and a lot of trivial info about it sometimes. Um, that's why I would prefer something like, you know, a, a book about health, or a book about social engineering, or a book about wealth. Because, sure, those will overlap, but that's just a new topic I got into, and I'm like, what is it, 70 books in into this subject, and it's kind of again, it's kind of getting repetitive. Um, especially the sexuality stuff. And um, yeah, I don't necessarily need it. I, I'm just going through it because I'm, I'm committed, right? And I'm going through it. But uh, I wouldn't say I liked it always. And sure, you could say, oh, well, the croissant that you doing your SI hard work for once. It's like, yeah, sure. Uh, but, you know, I would rather go through it and have quality information. Now, it's not to say that there's no, it's all bad in, or shitty information, but um, I really picked nothing up from Sapiens, and it was a long slog, uh, slog to get through, and some other books. But again, I'll, I'll, when I make a tier list, I'll, I can go full rant on that. Uh, <laughs> trying to be positive. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Um, I'm still grateful for it, though. Like the information is uh, a lot. Most, well, most. Certain books, like let's say 10 books in there are like really valuable and I think everybody should read it. Uh, but other ones, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's just, just, just some self-help guru bullshit. I don't really care. Uh, let me see. Uh, what's the next one? Yeah, I guess I need just, yeah, that was the main point. I just want to have more novelty novelty and uh actually put that in and, and also life experience about it right or more challenge that was the right word challenge uh in, in what i'm reading because when i read i have a shrug when i read i mean i haven't actually read anything of nietzsche yet but for what i've seen i've seen passages it's so gotham complex and i'm like yes i love this i want to get into this right or if i read anything from young i'm like this is so amazing and so rich uh this is actually what i want to get into right um yeah, uh, let me see what's the next topic. Um, oh yeah, another thing, I'm kind of going back to my love for art. Uh, yeah, like writing, I'm doing it more. Uh, it really helps putting my shit uh, together, like my thoughts together, because like I said in previous episodes, sometimes you have so many cluttered uh, ideas and so many cluttered things flow, flow through your head. You really need something like writing or well, you could say dialogue, you know, in a Socratic method, um, it, to understand that better, right? To, it's funny because um, Shredder Pierce is talking about it, where he's like, yeah, well, it's kind of weird, you know, how you propose a question to yourself and then you answer the question yourself. Like, how does that even work, man? Uh, like, the answer was there to begin with, so why ask the question? It's paradoxical. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, but it's funny, right? Because there are parts in your unconscious that do know the answer, maybe, or even in your consciousness, but you call upon it almost in a uh, religious sense, right? Like your your brain is your god, and you ask upon the highest piece in your brain, or you, basically your god, you ask, okay, what is the answer to this question, oh god, or oh brain that I have? And then your brain is like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. And then you, you know, you kind of see the contradictions in it, and then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And then you could basically say to yourself, oh, I knew the answer all along, and I have that more and more, where I'm like, I should just focus on my own judgment more, or I should trust my own judgment and intuition more. Because guess what? Most people don't have good intuition. Most people uh, lead you astray, especially I was, um, I think I was using game theory to make a certain decision for the first time in my life, or one of the first times in my life. Um, 
where I use game theory, basically, I don't know if game theory is the right term, basically in economic terms, right, um, to make a decision. And then I realized through that, that the option that was presented to me by, well, this person or this decision I had to make, basically the one they said I had to take um, was the most pr profitable, uh, was actually the most inferior uh, decision, uh, if you actually looked at it objectively, for all factors considered. And I'm like, huh. How interesting. <laughs> and and my uh, intuitive decision I want to make, and they, they uh, dis discounseled, is that the right word? They, uh, or, uh, they didn't recommend, basically. Um, they, uh, that was actually the best decision to make. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I get it, it's not just me being all superior about shit, but yeah, just follow your own judgment, follow your own um, intuition. I mean, everybody has good intuition and, and uh, what is the word? rationality, intuition, and then uh, judgment about things. That's fine, but for me personally, uh, doing that uh, is probably gonna help me way more, right? Because so many people will say, oh, don't do that, don't try that, don't, you know, and but most people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know, they have no clue about your life, they have no clue about your personality, they have no clue about what you're doing and the vision you, you have in front of yourself. And uh, I mean, especially in the Atlas Shrug, you see this, right? Like these, like Dagny and, um, Francisco and and uh, and, and uh, Hank Reardon, right? They all they all have like just pure determination, and they just go for it. And people, you know, call them evil, and people call them uh, selfish, and people call them uh, worsening society, and they're rude all evil. But then you realize, right? Actually, these people are are not like the actual ones getting anything done. These these are the people that um, make the most change and are the most happy if they actually get it right, um, and make other people happy by their innovation. Right. I mean, it was uh, a recent interview with Jordan Peterson. I know a lot of Jordan Peterson uh, references uh, got to do it every episode. Um, but basically, he said something. Uh, well, the was a final question on my, I think, a Stanford interview he did very recently, like two months ago, um, where the where the interviewee or the interviewer basically asked something like, uh, "What did he say? What is like one sentence or something uh, old men going to university should know or should keep in mind?" And he said something like, "To." To not be ashamed or, yeah, I think it was not to be ashamed of your ambition, right? I'm like, that's, yeah, I, part of me kind of needed to hear that, right? Where I'm like, sure, I've done things already in my life, but um, how do I put this? Just really hearing that, yeah, your own judgment is probably the best judgment um, and your own intuition, if you're an intuitive person and an ambitious person, is probably the best ambition there is. It is probably the best path for you forward. And I have this naive, trusting attitude where I'm like, well, I should listen to other people, right? Because maybe I have advice on something that's uh, that I'm missing out on. Uh, but then it's like, yeah, but it's probably better if you just figure it out on your own and stumble upon that on your own if it, if it actually comes up, right? Uh, because sometimes people tell you there's a risk, but there's not actually a risk or um, they, <laughs> well, like I said in the example, right? They'll tell you an advice that's actually better or a certain direction that's actually better, but it's actually the worst path you, you personally could go on. So I'm like, I'll just take my own choices, right? And if it fucks up and blows in my face, I'll have wisdom from that, okay? And that's better than your fucking advice. Like, I kind of have to, personally, I have to also like get it out of my head. Like, yeah, personal directions being given, advice being given, even even with good intention, sometimes just doesn't fucking work for you because people don't know how you who you are and how you work, right? You're an individual ultimately. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> long rant about that. Uh, let me see. Yeah, just creating and uh, 
writing in that sense, just putting my thoughts together and uh, ultimately creating something. Because it's the same with creation, right? Like if I post a question to somebody, um, should I, like I ask other people like, hey, uh, should I make that MBTI slander video? I have an idea about it and I have certain jokes and they're like, huh, I don't really know. I mean, you could do it. And now I do it, did it and like people love it, right? And I'm like, I, if I just um, listened to that, I was like, well, people aren't really sure. Um, I shouldn't do it. Then I was handicapping myself and now I can't, you know, bear the fruits of my labor, basically. And I'm like, uh, first correct. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. I should just do more. And if it backfires, fuck it. Like, you know, never shot is never, uh, what is it? Uh, never dared or something like, I don't know. It's basically, if you don't try something, you'll never know, basically. And um, I said basically a lot. I should stop that. And um, let me think. Yeah, just creation is, is fucking amazing. These, these new meme videos have been a lot of fun to make. Um, I'm, also, the other things I mentioned in the beginning, like just creating stuff is, is you know, fantastic. I should, I think more people should create, follow their ambition, um, make the world, not make the world better. Like, oh, I really want a better world. It's like that idealistic bullshit. It's just like pure, purely selfishly. Like for me, it's purely, it's, it's selfish, right? It's just, I just want to create my own shit. And um, I know it's good. <laughs> uh, I know it has value. I know uh, the, the amount of, value that I can give to the world. So why am I holding myself back in some regards or allowing myself to be more social when I should actually be a fucking savage and just go at it, you know? Not give a single fuck about what people um, think of it. Like, yeah, I'm appreciative of my success. I'm appreciative of uh, other people also enjoying it, but ultimately I'm giving it to the highest, uh, highest dedication of myself in myself, right? And uh, to allow other people to stop that, it's just pure retardation. Why am I, uh, you know, sure I do it less and less, but why do I, why am I getting, why am I at this point? Well, probably due to, you know, childhood and puberty and all that crap, basically, you know, experiences, trauma, that stuff. Um, let me think. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure. And this kind of relates to something else. I'm still uh, grateful about a lot of stuff in my life. And, um, you know, in uh, Dating Essentials, he talks about just being grateful. And I also, I always hate it or hate it. I didn't like that sentence, just being grateful. Um, but I think it's more like, I mean, I, I think you can be prideful sometimes. I haven't found the proper rationale for it, but a part of me feels like pride is actually good. Uh, just like inequality, just like selfishness, right? I may put a negative connotation on it and think pure, pure selfishness is a bad thing. It's actually, well, if you serve yourself the best way and love yourself the best way you can, um, you will ultimately be the most capable person of loving others. If you're constantly at the shoe of other people, trying to cling on to any attention or clinging on to any approval you may can get, right? Um, how are you capable of loving that person or anybody else? If you're, you're, if you're a subservient slave to everybody's uh, psyches, how can you manage your own? And how can anyone be attracted to your psyche, right? If it's, if, if it's just pulling constantly, well, what are you attracting? Um, if anything, it's forced, right? And well, if I know something about the soul, it doesn't really like to be forced in a place it doesn't like to be, right? Mm. So yeah, anyway, gratefulness, kind of practice that, uh, just being um, grateful or prideful about things. Uh, you know, when I look in the mirror, for example, when I'm, you know, I've really, I've like doubled my exercise regimen. Um, and I look at it and I've gained a lot of weight and shit. Uh, not in a bad way, just like, in a, you know, muscle and shit. And I look at it and I'm like, 
damn, I'm fucking proud of myself that I fucking did. I wanted this. I manifested this in, in reality. And that's what was the most important, right? And you can be really be the most fulfilled and the most uh, proud of that shit um, and, and grateful for that, right? Because uh, you actually did it out of, own, out of your own accord. And even things that just happen outside your control, right? I mean, I like things, you know, better, of course, if they're in your control, like the, the whole... Uh, in recent MBTI series uh, memes. I mean, also the future MBTI one where we'll talk about functions and stuff. Um, how do I put it? Um, like, I, I saw a gap in the market. I saw, okay, I, saw, I see some MBTI memes, some with a couple thousand views. Most of them are shit, or, well, they're okay, but, like, I, I basically thought I could do way better than these people. Then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna dominate this fucking market. So I made part one. Saul was pretty successful. Made another one. Then made another one. Made another one. And now I probably have, like, the total monopoly on the market. Uh, <laughs> it is very niche uh, search term. But it worked, right? And it was on my accord. It was my efforts. It was due to my qualities. And that's why it's fucking satisfying. Uh, and you can be proud of those actions. And yes, you can be thankful of all the comments. So you can be thankful of uh, the success it has. But ultimately, you make that happen. And when my will, uh, my will changes reality in the way I want it to be, right? And my ambition translates into true reality I would desire to be in. That's one of the most amazing feelings I can have. When my uh, performance, my desire and performance manifests in the most... Um, ideal way that i envisioned it right that's the most satisfying thing i would say probably for ai heroes but especially for intjs um let me see um oh yeah going into another little thing about gratefulness mm. damn i didn't think i could get an hour but we're already over an hour i just see anyway um i was gonna say Oh yeah, this is, this is a little thing going into gratefulness. I think people should practice uh, realistic optimism, right? Um, where you avoid as much negative, negativity or... Uh, well, not just... Oh, I, I get toxic people out of your life. I mean, it kind of comes down to that, but also just people that hold you back, right? I've, I've realized, realized that over time. You really have to spend your time more carefully. Almost like an ETJ, right? Where if people are dragging you back, if people are holding back, if people are not as ambitious as you are, if people are not um, on the same path as you're going, really just cut them off. Yeah, how much it, it can hurt you so much, but ultimately uh, you'll find new people that are superior to that, that can actually help you get what you want in your life and fulfill your purpose. Because that's, that's ultimately what it's about, right? You can say, well, you know, I hope this person sticks around and he changes. It's like, if, he, if it's a negative ROI, basically, uh, if you're not getting anything out of him or, or her, uh, it's it's just, you're putting effort into, you know, if I just putting all this effort into this person and they're not coming along, they're just, they're just a total, lo lo what is it? Loading your back, is that what's called? Um, they're just a total, uh, burden, that's the word, in your life, uh, remove them. Remove them as quickly as you can. You can be uh, polite about it. You can be kind about it. You can be a total dick about it. Usually I am like that, where I'm just like, we can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm just straight to the point. Uh, we can't do this. Um, that's not to say I don't feel anything, but uh, it's, I think it's better to be honest and clear about shit. I mean, some people I don't really give a shit about. Um, but what's going to say? Um, yeah, optimistic... Uh, of a realistic, um, realistic optimism, right? Um, just, uh, I, I, on the other side, I don't like when people, uh, or I would prefer it, uh, if people didn't have this 
mindset of you know like the the SJSB vibe of like well life is just uh, all goodies and uh, you know only positive vibes like I don't like this overly idealistic like not recognizing the suffering of life the tragedy that is life you're gonna die okay like it's 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 kind of a horrible picture every single person you know is gonna die and that's usually where you know the pessimists stop uh, and I think that's a very shallow perspective in life you know where you just say that's kind of what that um, uh, the, uh, Harari and Noah Harari also uh, stops in his book where he's just like life is suffering uh maybe transhumanism will help it accelerationism uh accelerationism will help it i'm like really that's your goddamn solution i don't know uh just same with like uh you know colonizing mars or some shit i'm like really that's that's your solution elon musk and you know bill gates all these fucking certain word um uh where where basically they they think the answer lies in something material, or it, it's all pessimism, or they it's, it's either just this uh, naive... I mean, I think CJ, or not CJ, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about it, right? Like, on one hand, you have the people that are just like, life is great, and I trust everybody. That's actually more dangerous, because and that's funny, because that's most people. Um, they'll be like, oh, well, there's no reason to uh, be angry in life. There's no reason to dis distrust people. Those people get abused the, the first, right, when a psychopath comes along or, a, you know, I, I mean, uh, uh, Jordan Peterson says, um, says psychopath a lot. It's just fucking, you know, NJ sometimes, just taking advantage of people when they see fit. Um, oh, not, maybe not NJs. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, pr very pragmatic types, right? Uh, let me think. Um... Yeah, that, that's the, basically the worst. And then on the other side, you have, you know, nihilists who would just say, well, nothing means anything, life is, is suffering. And I think, well, if you kind of look at it, that's the, to the model of, uh, how is it called? Wait, can I find the image? Uh, uh, can I find... Is this the right one? No. Uh, or wait. Mature masculine. Mature archetypes. Yes, there we go. Uh, boom. So if you kind of look at it, like that's those are the two uh, on the bottom, right? Those are the two. If like positive on the left and then negative nihilist on the right, then you have like the transcendent going above that, right? Uh, you basically wait. Give me a sec. It's annoying. Uh, I, I, I excuse all the the pauses in this episode. Jesus. Uh, and then you transcend ab above that, right? Like the the edible child goes above that into a new archetype. That's the mature view. It's like okay, they're suffering in life, right? That's that's this little gap. That's okay, they're suffering. Uh, I mean, here you're already aware of it, but you kind of you either ignore it or you drown in it, right? Um, drown in it. Um, yeah. This, then you have the suffering, and then you can be like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna abuse this, right? Where I'm, uh, how do I put this? Uh, I'm gonna infer my uh, more mature, I don't know, more like mature version of this, and I'm gonna in, in view it on other people. So that's like, okay, it's it's a little more developed, and it's not just pure nihilism, but you're kind of making people cynical, right? And then on, on the left, you have kind of, uh, I guess, optimists. And then I think the true, you know, the true lover in this film is if you consider that position that's basically the person that says okay i see the cynicism and optimism yet i'm embracing uh, the truest form of both right that's kind of how i look at it and I i'm trying to be that, that ideal in that i'm trying to see like okay yes there's terrible shit in life 
<laughs> there's 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 a death famine, whatever you wanna wanna name. But uh, I'm not only and okay, I'm aware of that, and I see. But I'm not sure. I would say I'm generally more aware of the the cynical. But there are moments of triumph, right? There, are, generally speaking, we go, go above that. I know it sounds so cheesy and so overplayed, but it's true, and that we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for proper human. Uh, ambition wasn't for proper uh will of the human spirit as you could call it you could call it god whatever you want yeah basically um if that didn't exist well we wouldn't exist so that's um where i want to go ultimately right um and I, I i just decided to call it uh realistic optimism right um or not maybe not optimism i mean sure call, we'll call it optimism it's better to ultimately have a positive view in that even if you don't believe it, right? The more you see the world in um, abundance, the more you see the world in uh, opportunity, the more it will come to you, right? Well, what is it? Those who those who take more will be given, or something like that. Or those that get more will be given, and that's oh, those who are, are taken from will more will be taken, right? So a rich man becomes richer, poor man becomes poorer, and you can think to yourself, well, that's unfair. But it's like, well, it's kind of the nature of the universe, okay? Um, you know. Parkinson's law, whatever. Uh, what is it? Um, what's the other one? Not Parkinson's law. Uh, Pareto distributions, shit like that. Parkinson's law, I think it's something else. But, you know, but I think I don't think it's impossible, right? For for example, for the poor man to only get poor. Um, the, the proclivity go tends to go towards that, right? But look at it as um, if you have an exponential, gra exponential graph and maybe you're like losing a lot, right? It's going down really badly. Um, but then you make like little changes, like kind of, a, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about. It's like clean your room and then that exponential curve will decrease a little bit, right? You'll still have bad shit going on, but it will be decreased slightly, right? Ever so slightly. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to talk to my family. Um, then you're like, okay, I'm going to get a better job. I'm just saying shit, right? I don't actually recommend you get a job. Nah, you better just get self-employed, uh, just like, you know, before the 1960s. Um, but anyway, the more you go towards that, the negative cur curve transforms into a neutral one, uh, into actually a, uh, how do you put it? Into a upward curve, right? And then you will see, oh, it just accelerates. And then you're appreciative of it. Right? You're like, oh, I can go down really, really quick, but I can also go up really, really quick, right? Um... I really thought about it more about like uh, just certain things going in my life. And I'm like, man, if I didn't have like this money uh, or these certain opportunities, like it would basically would be impossible to do. Like, for example, with travel, right? I'm like, if you can't pay for gas, you can't go anywhere. Uh, yeah, maybe you sure you could say uh, I'll, I'll get a I'll get a I'll get a bike or something like a, like a bicycle. It's like, OK, sure, you have to pay for that. You know, say you can't pay, afford that, or it takes too much time to get from point A to point B. Um, then you did. I kind of realized when I was like having a long walk, and I felt like, huh, the only thing a poor man can really offer, right, is his time. And I know maybe that's like a very known idea. Maybe I captured that from some past idea or thing I read. But that's really the only thing you can offer as a poor man. It's your, it's your time. Because if you don't know, especially if you're young, it's like you don't have life experience, you don't have money. You don't, those are basically the two most fundamental things, right, for uh, occupation. The only thing you can do is offer your time and focus, right? Uh, and maybe you even have, don't even have that. Maybe you don't even have time. Maybe you don't even have focus, right? So that's, that's, that's the biggest loser in life, right? One, one that's always occupied with trivial shit <laughs> that has no skills uh, and no wealth, right? And that person fails the most. And 
you could say, well, deservedly so in some sense, right? Uh, because at least if you try to focus on those things, you have more time. If you have more time, you can de dedicate yourself. You know, that's how I lo look at it, at least. If, if one factor increases, all, I, all others follow in time, right? You know, you could say the same with my channel. Like, uh, first I just focused on improving the quality. Then I uh, then I just tried certain things. And then have my, well, not my full focus. That's probably why it suffered to some degree, um, or suffers. Um, but the more I focus on it, more attention I put into it, the more I tune my... Uh, my NI basically, or NNE also, and improve my uh, SE, the more it just improves generally, right? The more the more viewership I get, the more people uh, giving positive feedback. I mean, I rarely get negative feedback, sure. It, I don't have like a giant audience, but like the majority of my people like my shit, right? Uh, I mean, it was this one girl on, on Reddit who was like, oh, this is discriminatory to INFPs. I'm like, good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, like these INFPs being all touchy, touchy watchy about it. And then you got other INFPs being like, this is the most base shit I've seen in a while. Thanks for this. I'm like, who cares? Majority rule, right? And uh, ultimately, why, do I, why would I care? Sure, I'm dependent on an audience, but why would I care? I just care about uh, having the attention of entertaining people, right? Uh, so I succeeded in that. I succeeded in creating my art. Because uh, at least if one person likes it, mission fulfilled, right? Um, or even that I created, it's just mission fulfilled. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh yeah, also in my long travel, um, I went through a lot of cities and I don't know why, there was a certain, almost a returning sense of my, uh, my depression in some sense. I'm not saying I'm depressed again. You can probably tell I, I don't sound like a depressed person, but which is funny because sometimes even when you're depressed it can sound optimistic or shit like that but in inside you're dying uh or well, not dying but just you know empty um but yeah i was i was, I was in my in my travel i was like i know I, I had this like somber feeling uh like this empty feeling uh you could, i guess you could call it sadness i don't know what what it was but maybe it was something about just seeing all these cities and all these people and i was kind of just looking at it like it's kind of sad that maybe it was just a lack of ambition. Like, somebody, it's so sad that so many of these people are, like, aimless and tr doing trivial shit. Uh, spending money, all shit they don't care about. You know? And I, I don't want to sound like a boomer, but especially just seeing people, like, everywhere I go, just seeing people totally disconnected. Right? I know this is just most... This is most boomer shit I'll ever say, but, like, just seeing people on cell phones all the time. Like, I, it, it kind of made me sad. Yeah, like, really sad in that... Especially if it's a it's a place where you can socialize very easily because I you know I went by there, and just seeing people like totally not interact, and like, and especially also also like um, how do I put this? Some people had like nothing to do, right? And then they'll just go on their phone due to, due to boredom, um, and then they'll then they'll ask themselves why am I like socially anxious? I'm like, dude, you have people all around you, and they're probably eager to have. Uh, some connection for once, and ha and and maybe maybe one of your best friends could be hiding there, right? But you never you would never know if you never tried. Um, I don't know. There's just a certain sadness to it. Also on a, on a romantic sense, right? Because you know I see certain people there. I'm like, you would make a fine couple. Um, yet you're doing nothing. Sure, you could say, oh, well, maybe if the boyfriend, blah, blah blah. Yeah, sure, that's possible. But um, you'll never know if you don't try, right? Um, but I don't know. I I I, I when I came home, I was like. I don't know, there was a certain uh, depressing, sad feeling in me. I, w I mean, maybe it wasn't depression. I mean, it's totally different, right? But at least 
a sad feeling I had. Uh, a certain, I really got put into my uh, my shadow. That's I guess how I would describe it. Um, and I didn't like it. Uh, there's no reason why I don't spice my shadow. I try to use it in my favor, but uh, I don't like being in there, like fully being in there and being resentful about life and being nihilistic about things. That's what I'm trying to spread here, right? Trying to actually make people believe in themselves and actually uh, get over their uh, insecurities, whatever it is, right? And I'm not trying to sound like a motivational speaker. I just understand how difficult and uh, pressing life can be, right? How certain difficulties seem impossible to overcome in, when you're in that state, right? When you start winning, you're kind of like, okay, now I understand, right? But in, in the middle of that mist, you're like, what do I do? Um, and I kind of return to it for a second. And every time I have that, I, I start to, I sort of go back to uh, mortality, right? That's my, I mean, it's, it's everybody's main motivator if you think about it. Um, but I tend to go back to it a lot where I'm like, I'm gonna die, right? That's just a plain fact. And if I don't, like say I get, I get two meters, I'm like, what am I gonna do to get to where I wanna go, right? Um, and the, the more I embrace that, uh, life or death. I mean, it's kind of where the 50th law talks about just being totally fearless being like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying one of life uh, near death experience. I mean, maybe God will bless me with that question mark. Um, but part of me kind of desires it. Right. And that if I, I don't know, I get in a car crash or um, I don't know, I, I, I fall, fall down an avalanche. I don't fucking know. And I like scrape death by like a, a you know, by like a, a nano nanometer, I'm like, yo, that feeling, it's like, I could have died. Uh, I'm basically, after this point, it's surreal. Like I'm not even alive anymore, so I don't give a shit anymore, right? It's just totally dropping that thing because you can read about that. I read the 50th law and you can read about it and like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. You can try to embrace it, but I think, to truly embrace that, to, you must have that experience. I'm not embracing people to have like near death experiences. I mean, Kind of. <laughs> That's kind of why we had rite of passages, right? Those were basically near-death experiences. And after that point, right, um, you kind of realized your priorities in life and you kind of realized, uh, well, basically how life is, right? And from that point, you're fearless. Uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't look at death anymore as this foreign thing because you have uh, interacted with it, right? You've almost, almost touched it. Um, you've looked at it straight in the eye. Um, and I think a lot of people lack that, even me, right? Where you didn't, I mean, I have a couple, like, I want to say near-death experiences, but pretty risky moments in my life, but never to the point where I'm like, like seconds away from dying, right? Um, and I think when it happens with me, I will, well, even though I try to embrace it now, I think I will truly embrace it when that happens, right? Um, again, this is not ta me taunting death or taunting God to <laughs> put me in a terrible position in life. But almost every person that has like a very awful experience, uh, a very, you know, uh, suffering experience or whatever, they make a fundamental change in that. I mean, I have my depression, right? Which basically started, like, basically initiated me to, to go to embark on this journey of self-improvement and uh psych psychological discovery and understanding people understanding the world so i'm like huh if i, if I have a near near death experience i'll look at life in, as in general right in uh with a lot of reverence is that the right word um and um curiosity and fearlessness when i go into it uh let me see uh 
What was I going to say? Uh, give me a second. Yeah, I, I'll guess. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, and I was trying to send a motivation, like a motivational speaker, but like, so much shit can be bad in life, and uh, I especially realized that then during my trip, I was like, damn, like, <laughs> uh, so much shit is disconnected, and there are a lot of bad things in life. Sure, that would make otherwise it wouldn't be life. It would just be fantasy, right? It would just be Garden of Eden. Um, but uh, despite that, we can definitely we can definitely pull um, pull through, I guess. And it, again, I don't want to sound like a fucking motivational speaker. It's so it's so cringy. But um, to me, like going having going through it and seeing what has been going on with me for I don't know, well, let's say the last couple of years, um, I realized. How do I put this? I realized that it's opportunities and, well, I would say happiness and meaning is closer than you think, right? Uh, just taking the tiniest steps to change it can really, um, it can make a, a whopping difference, right? For me, it was just, uh, I don't know, making small habits in that, you know, I, I just, sorry, the bugs all around me kind of ruining the moment. But, you know, I just started with Jordan Peterson, for example, and then, uh, you know, I read Menstrual's like, first book I actually intently went into. Um, and I read it, and I'm like, oh, this actually speaks to me. This I understand this. And from that point, right, I tried to find, uh, it was just a total pursuit of my meaning in life, um, and still going, right? And I, I have little things, or, well, out of the, well, things, I suppose, in my life now that give me meaning and give me purpose. And I, I really, truly desire other people to do it as well. Because selfishly, that will make my life better, right? And I think if everybody has that mindset, like, selfishly, I want to have the best life, right? And ultimately, um, even if I don't give a shit about other people, it will make my life better as well if, um, how do I put it? If it benefits other people, right? No, not doing it for the, the single purpose of helping other people. I mean, again, look at like Atlas Shrugged, where he just, you know, uh, Hank Reardon just wants to create Reardon steel or metal um, because he, he knows it's a good product. He just wants to create um, like the best metal imaginable, right? And um, he's not necessarily doing it for a social purpose. He's like, no, like, no I want to make money on this, right? But ultimately, that product, you know, the the I mean the wealth is actually a measure of his uh, esteem and his character, the strength of his, his ambition and his competence, right? Um, but ultimately, that helps other people. But anyway, not not to go into another topic. Generally speaking, I'm trying to be heartfelt here for a second. Generally speaking, I think people can really elevate themselves uh, from that. And uh, did, did hmm, what is it? The the depth and the the opportunities that could come from that and the change that can happen in your own life, uh, as well as mine, right? Um, is, I don't know, it's unimaginable. And I don't know, any any person listening to this having like a shitty time or whatever, uh, I'm just like, man, you can you can get through it or, or whatever. Um, you can really get through it. Uh, so make those small changes and uh, <laughs> try to improve your life in that way, okay? Like, it's, it's gonna get better. Um, <laughs> I said I didn't want to make it motivational, but I, I just felt I had to say that. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's uh, enough for now. That's a good end note to have it, and uh, we're pretty far into it. I didn't think this episode would actually be any good, but we're here. Um, you know, Bev shows to uh, 
actually uh, making decisions actually makes shit better. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll uh, try to finish here, not uh, not to <laughs> draw it out any longer. So, uh, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Croissant Hours. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy talking about these things. Uh, what am I? <laughs> I forgot my whole outro. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. Join the down on my reading list. Check check the Discord in the description. You go can go into that. Uh, yeah, subscribe to support the channel, of course. Check out my little uh, MBTI slander videos. I mean, if you came from Ant, well, hello. Just your it's just your first episode. Like, uh, thanks for watching, I guess. And um, hmm, how are some other things? Leave a like, I guess, if you enjoyed. Uh, leave a comment. That's actually very valuable to me. Leave, leaving feedback. Uh, please do that. Uh, give me a, an ex extensive INFP letter explaining all the uh, what is it? imperfections and all the things you didn't like and did like about uh, this episode or the show in general. Um, I think that's uh, over now. And uh, I'll see everybody in the next one. Bye bye. Fuck bitches, get money. Mm -hmm.